We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spider-Man. You get all the attention now. Ooh, I like that. Spider-Man. That might be called new nickname. Swider basket in a foul. Eddie Casey. Swider. Answer back. Swider from deep. Laces the three. Swider. And one. Count the bucket. I know you guys have been waiting for this for a long time. I know I've been gone for a while. The Swider show has had a little bit of a, a, a little break, as you would say, a little break. But, uh, Patty, I'm happy to say that we're back, and we're back in the NBA. We're back on contract. Episode 40, 40 what, Patty? It's been a while. It's a 50-burger, brother. This wow. is episode 5-0, the half-century mark for this water that, cup. This that, is, makes it even, that makes it even better. I think, uh, first of all, congratulations are in order, obviously, to you. Wow. Um, congrats on signing the deal. Unbelievable. We'll go through blah, 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 but... I think we gotta say hello, Swatter. I feel like I got a feeling in my bones right now that we got a lot of new listeners. We got a lot of Heat faithful that are tuning in for the first time who found out who you were, I don't know, two weeks ago, and now they're like checking yeah. out the pod. So, what's up, guys? This is hey. this is the show. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. We we're actually episode fifty. We're doing this a little over a year. Um, I'll, I'll just do a quick intro since we probably have some new listeners. Of um, course, I came up with the idea. In, in my room in Los Angeles, and Patty and I have, had always joked about uh, having a podcast at Syracuse with, with our fellow Orangeman, uh, Jimmy Beheim. Just just going back and forth a little conversation, and then uh, we're, Patty was Patty actually went on a podcast news at Syracuse, met two really cool guys, um, Adam Lewis and Jake Sheridan, and he actually hit up Adam Lewis and Jake Sheridan to uh, help produce the show. Adam has done an amazing job produce, producing our show. Jake, Jake is a is is a is a usually like a, a very fun guy to have on the show every once in a while. He doesn't like show up every, every a glue week. guy. I would I would describe Sharon as the glue guy of the pod. Yep, he, he yeah. he's the guy who, who's involved in the project, but c- c- comes every once in a while. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, no. So the, the the pod's been going on for a little over a year, and uh, we're excited for all the new listeners listening in, and we're ready to give you guys some great content. Yeah, if you guys want to go back, there's plenty of good uh, episodes in the archive on the feed. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on everything. Like you always say at the end of the show, I give a nice little read in yeah. uh, like a salesman type voice. So stick around also, for that. That's maybe the best part of the show. We've had some pretty guests. We've had some pretty good guests too. We had Austin Reeves, 
before he blew up. Uh, I, I always say I think we should take about like 50% of the credit for that. Scotty Pippen Jr. a few times, the Bayheim brothers, a strong Terrence Syracuse man. Orange presence, Terrence Mann, Matt Ryan. But in the future, we'll have a strong – this will be this will be the number one heat podcast in the world for the season. I'm putting my stake in the ground for that right now. But, um, yeah, Swatter, like I said, congratulations. How the hell do you feel? It's got to be like a relief. It's got to be excitement. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just, just explain like how you're feeling, what, two days after you signed? Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a it's been a crazy two days. It's been a crazy three weeks. Um, start just starting off in training camp and going into the preseason. Um, as you guys have seen, it's it's been a, it's been a great transition. I think just this year in general, I was just so much more prepared mentally, physically, um, emotionally to to jump into this preseason and really just give it everything that I had, be able to show all my talents. Uh, if you guys are a Cole Sweater fan in the past, you guys have seen me play with the Lakers in preseason, and I don't think I was as poised or composed to have a big preseason like I did this year. Um, so just really blessed and, and thankful to the to the man above for giving me this opportunity with the Heat. I really truly think that it was meant to be for me to be on the Heat. Uh, obviously getting let go by the Lakers in, in late July and, and kind of scrambling to find my next move. Niko Filipovic and, and Bill Duffy, my agents, really put me in a good situation. They... They, they, they talked me out of going to certain teams and, and talked me into going to the Heat. I remember talking to you guys, Patty and Adam, off camera, just telling you the options that I had and um, leaning, leaning one way and then ended up choosing the Heat. And, and they, they did a great job steering me in that direction. And um, Yeah, man, just super blessed and thankful. I think the Heat is a perfect organization for me. They've had guys, a lot of so guys like, like me that – like, 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 like I, I've said in every single interview, obviously, Duncan and I grew really, really, really close. Bam and I have grown really close. Um, and even shout out to Swider Show in, in one of my yeah. post-game press conferences. So, Hell yeah. Yeah, Patty, just obviously a long-winded answer, but... Uh, no, it's perfect. Feeling, That's why we're here, brother. It's a long-form long form media. You can talk yeah, for three I'm, hours if I'm, you'd like. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling great. I think it's a perfect situation, like I said before, and... Really excited to dive into the season with this with this group, and it's, mm-hmm. it's been a really really fun team to be a part of, and, and obviously looking to looking to etch our name to so, ha- have a big year. So let's let's start from the top. I think we should. You want to start with training camp because that was the last time we talked was right before then. Um, we haven't had you on the pod in almost a month. Me and Adam yeah. kind of did a bullpen game the week after, and then uh, yeah, like you said, we've had the last couple weeks off because. You were shockingly busy playing in the preseason, so um, I don't know how was how was training camp. Like, was was the second one different than last year? Was there a lot of differences between being with different organizations, or like I don't know, was it sort of the same type of thing? No, it was a lot different this year, man. For, for, first thing that was different is that we went to FAU for training camp. So we obviously had like our little last time we talked, we, we had been going play, like playing like playing pickup and obviously doing our team workouts, playing pickup twice mm-hmm. a week, doing our team workouts. For it wasn't as much, like, organized stuff yet, though. Like, it wasn't, like, full team shit like the yeah. like training camp is, obviously. Yeah, so the first difference is that we went to FAU for training camp. And I, and I thought it was a great switch up to kind of show us the difference between, like, all right, this is preseason or not, like, obviously not preseason, but this is before the season starts and then training camp is like, all right, like, we're here. This is the season. We're locked in. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here for four days. We're here for five days. Like we're practicing, we're having team meals, we're having uh, di- different different meetings and, and different people coming and speak to us. We're having two a day practices uh, from time to time. Um, so it was a great 
experience to not only be in training camp, but be it off the Heat's um, practice court. Like, we were at FAU. Mm-hmm. And How far is FAU from Miami? An hour. Oh, really? So we stayed at a beautiful uh, beach resort called Boca Beach Club. And, uh, yeah, man, it was really, really great experience. I, I think the first the first thing I want to shout out is just the organization, from an organizational purpose, like, Spo and, and company do an amazing job of just getting guys fired up. Like, we had a meeting the night before training camp, and uh, all these different videos of, of finally – people breaking through, right? The Heat have, have the most playoff wins in the past four years. They made it to the finals twice in the past four years. I mean, Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, one of the years. and uh, They probably should, they it, should have made it three out of four years, probably. I mean, you look at a Jimmy Butler. They're as close as you could possibly get. Jimmy Butler. Like winning that Game 6 in Boston. Yeah, but sorry, also, I cut you off and uh, diverted from what you were saying. but Yeah, but... The whole entire theme of, the, of our first meeting was breaking through that that mountaintop, showing videos of Michael Jordan finally beating the Pistons after two years, oh, showing, showing chills. A, a marathon runner, people saying that you can't break two hours, and he's the first marathon runner ever to break two hours after after failing, running a marathon in two hours and two minutes, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, failing, crazy. running a, a marathon in two hours and 23 seconds, and then finally breaking through and, and running a marathon in two minutes. Um the whole Just, marathon under two minutes, yeah. Uh, two hours. Nah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so just watching just different people. Coco Goff um, finally winning her first U.S. Open. Like just mm-hmm. just all these different people breaking through. And, and it just gives you chills and just gets gets a guy like me and, and you and Adam just fired up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're a guy that's susceptible to that stuff too. Like that, that definitely uh, got you going pretty big. Oh, uh, that, that, stuff, that stuff gets me going. So uh, having that first meeting kind of set in the tone was, was obviously uh, great for me. And then, uh, yeah, we, we went right into training camp that next day. We got up early, got to the gym. And I, I started to get this routine of uh, going with the strength coaches early to the gym. So Bam and I would, would, get in the, would get in the car with the strength coaches. We'd get there like 30 minutes early. And uh, we we try to get a lift in and get some shots up before anyone got there. And just trying to just, just create that, that mentality of like, all right, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove that I'm, I belong to be here. Right. And training camp, and 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 from there, training camp started, and we, we had a, we had some two two so, and a half hour practices, three hour practices, and then a, a lot of a lot of team building as well. So I wanted to get to this later, but we could since you touched on, it, I think we gotta like delve into the. Uh, it's been very cool from my standpoint and from your friends and, and fans standpoint to follow the uh, the quotes from Bam specifically. Him and Duncan seem to be like. Yeah. Two guys that are kind of taking you under your wing, but um, has that just butted through like them seeing that you're working your ass off and you're like there at the gym at the same time as them? And I know you've said before on here, but like Bam's working out like five times a day, and is he yeah. just see you as like he's like, oh, okay, like this kid has shit together. That's why he's kind of like taking a liking towards you. I mean, that's what that's what I would like to think, right? And also the mm-hmm. thing is because of my play too. It's it's one thing to be a hard worker, one thing to do the right thing, but it's another thing just to play to that level as well. Yeah, you gotta be good uh, too. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I've always prided myself, you know, this Patty of just, and I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast of, of being a guy who is going to do whatever it takes to to make it right, and it's going to do mm-hmm. whatever it takes to try and be the hardest worker on it, on every single team I I'll ever be on, and uh, I think just. Bam seeing like 
one seeing me do that is obviously a big thing for him but also like the amount of questions I ask him the amount of questions I ask Duncan like they get to see how hungry I am um, right and they, they've been so gracious to not only answer those questions but be like hey like ask as many questions as you want like we're yeah. open book for you and it's been cool because obviously they've kind of like painted this narrative of like, and it's a narrative that's properly painted, but um, of like the Duncan and Cole relationship of like, yeah, like the the guy who's made it, and the guy who's trying to make it, right? And, right. And like, and it's cool because I I did ride down to training camp with Duncan, right? And I'm I'm asking him all these questions. He's asking me these questions. We're talking about people that we know from the same area. Um, yeah well can you explain so that relationship a little bit because that's been in articles but like how long have you known duncan so i i've known duncan personally probably not for that long like i've really started to, like we've our friendship began when i joined the heat right but i've known right. duncan pro probably since uh i would say two two three years ago like we, we followed each but other like you definitely he was like kind of on your radar because you're from the same area right Oh, 100%. I remember going yeah. to see him see him play for Middlesex Magic when I was playing for oh, the yeah. Hawks. Yep. When I was playing for the Hawks back in the day and he was committed to Williams. And I remember I, remember, I remember vividly just being in Cumberland, Rhode Island watching him play AAU basketball. But Williams basketball, yeah. best Division three program in the country, in the history yep. of Division three basketball, of course. But yes, go on. But yeah, so... Uh, I've told the story a couple a couple of times, and I I think I've even told the story in this podcast. But to our new Heat listeners, so I'll, I'll recap it. Of course. Um, on draft night, obviously, you never know what's going to happen. And talking to Palinka two days before the draft, when I was when it was June twenty first, draft was on June twenty third. I was working out with the Lakers June twenty first. We're in like the team like meal room, and uh, I'm talking to Rob and. We're talking about just some guys that I compare myself to in the NBA and everything like that. And uh, Rob goes to me. He's like, hey, like on draft night, I offered Duncan the same contract that the Heat did. But the Heat, Heat went after him a little bit more. Like, I don't want to make that mistake again. So fast forward, right, two days later, Palinka offers me a two-way contract on draft night. Trying not to make the same mistake he did before because obviously Duncan will yeah, have a yeah. great career. Right. So I hit up Duncan. I DM Duncan after that. I was like, hey, like, I'm not here without you, man. Like, I appreciate you paving the way for a guy like me to make make the NBA and give me this opportunity. He really so, has. Like, no, he, he has. He, he served as like a blueprint for so many guys like you, like, of, yeah. of how to start out where he was and, and make it. And it's like, I don't know. It's, there's definitely so many. Like even just talking like with you and Buddy, he's one of the first people that you guys mentioned when it's like, who do you model your game after? Who do you like see yourself maybe becoming in the league? It's like that's actually aspirational. And it's crazy because like, so Duncan has that big year, and all of a sudden Joe Harris gets paid. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Hawks gets paid. All of a sudden, Kevin Herter gets paid. All of a sudden, like. Uh, like the right, yeah, no, he, another contract. Uh, he he, he just like provided more. Uh, yeah, it's like more value in the like, guys like that. Like, didn't McDermott get paid too after that? McDermott gets paid. Like, obviously mm -hmm. JJ Redick. Like, yeah, he, he might. That might have been the year he started making like a lot of money. Like, like right, truly, truly making like fifteen to twenty million dollars yeah. worth of money. 
So yeah. Duncan's been a, a catalyst for guy for for guys like me to to not only make it in the NBA but make a lot of money in the NBA. Yeah. So so obviously hitting him up was was a big deal for me. So <laughs> just having that like that kind of relationship of like not only and then fast forward to now it's like I feel like I not only have learned so much from him but I owe my existence in the NBA not not entirely to him obviously I worked really hard and, and everything like that but no, I know exactly a, what you mean though yeah there has to be a blueprint in terms of like how you're going to make it to the NBA like mm-hmm. f- for example like Oscar Tshibwe would have been a top 5 pick in 1985 yeah but but now he's fighting for a two way because there's not as many guys like him in the NBA mm-hmm. so it's just it's a sign of the times and obviously super thankful to Duncan and, and just having guys like Bam and Duncan to, to bounce ideas off of, talk to. Bam's coming over to me during shoot arounds in the preseason and making sure like I know like what I'm doing. If I make a mistake, yo, like this is what this is what you can do here. So and Spo likes this, Spo doesn't like this. This is this is the reason like Spo gets really angry at this. He'll take you out of the game for this, but he won't take you out of the game for this. Whatever. Like, That's awesome. all that stuff. Yeah. I and mean, it's great. Um yeah, I mean that. Like, like I said, it's just been very fun to follow because I think it's obviously well deserved. But um, like, if you're making that quick of an impression on guys that are like established like that, I was like that. That had me feeling very good about like your situation where it was headed. But God, like the NBA, like to make it in the NBA as an undrafted guy, you have to have like certain situations, right? You have to have a coach that believes in you. You have to have a GM that believes in you. You have to have a star player that likes you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have like a lot of things fall in your place. And I think having a guy like Bam that likes me and he's a franchise player, having Spo, having coached a lot of guys like me, I think it's like just a, the perfect scenario for me to really mm-hmm. succeed and, and become the best version of myself. Yeah, and like the front office and the coaches definitely see other players and like other coaches taking a liking to you. It's like, all right, well, they definitely know what they're talking about and they're established enough that they're going like to value their opinion, but um, my only other question with training camp is, guy in your role, do you like find yourself putting more emphasis on made or missed shots in in those practices because you feel like you're kind of fighting for a spot, or do you try and just treat it like any other practice? I mean, I I would say this, man. When, when you're patent as a as a shooter, like you want to make shots, like right. miss shots, like everyone, like. I, I honestly didn't shoot the ball particularly well during uh, during training camp until the last day. and But I think what really like helped me stand out was that I was still jacking them. I was still shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I, still had the, I still had the confidence to, to shoot those shots and not be afraid to go one for eight, not be afraid to go two for nine. That's the most underrated game. quality in a shooter that people don't talk about. Like I wasn't afraid to be in a game, be in a, a scrimmage game with Jimmy Butler, and take the game-winning shot and miss and almost lose my team. <laughs> yeah. game. Like, like, like. Thank, thank God I got a steal in the next possession and Jimmy came down and made the shot. But like, I, I, I wasn't afraid of that, and I think that's the right. biggest thing. Like, so Shaq Harrison, I, I, I think I've talked to this story about, uh, before in the past, but. Shaq Harrison played with Max Struess in Chicago. Max Struess on his two-way with Chicago. He, he was on a two-way with the Celtics, got cut. He was on a two-way with Chicago. During that time, Max wasn't getting a lot of reps with the with the Chicago Bulls. Was playing Windy City, killing it. Came came up with the Bulls during like that because like, it was the COVID shutdown that year. 
I guess right. Shaq said that he came into the bubble. He was like they had like their own mini bubble. He was killing like mm-hmm. first first guy in the gym, last guy out, winning all the shooting games, killing all the all the scrimmages, and and Shaq compared it to how I was playing with the Lakers during my two way year. Um, he gets cut. He doesn't get brought back to the to the Bulls, and he's like, hey, I'm just gonna take this E10 down in Miami, just see what happens, like. Mm-hmm. Not like not like writing himself off, but like, hey, I'm just gonna take the C10, and yeah, see what happens. And uh, now he's Shaq sixty like, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, Shaq. Shaq was like, yo, like one thing that he said was that, like, he didn't have a, a, a great training camp. He didn't shoot the ball that well. And then he had one like that year. They only had two preseason games because it was like the it was the year that of the like the messed up year where like guys were getting called up left and right, like he, like. You know what I mean? It was just the... It was like it started... Is it the year after the bubble? Yeah, the year after the bubble. Yeah, yeah. so they started... They had like a month and a half off-season. Yeah, a month yeah. and a half off-season. Mm-hmm. So, he said that he had one good game, and then he had one bad game. But, like, Jimmy liked that he was, like, a, a gunslinger. Like, he Jack, shot him yeah. Out of, yeah, like, like he wasn't afraid to miss shots. Mm-hmm. So, that, that, that kind of went into my mind when going into the camp, but... It's obviously taking the right shots as well, and and show like yeah. you can't be you can't be afraid of the moment in in a, in a guy in my position. And I think well, that was I don't okay, think I felt so. victim. I don't think I felt victim to that last year with the Lakers. I was still shooting it, but this year I was comfortable taking those shots and and uh-huh. knocking them down. Well, that was the Spurs game, dude. Like after, yeah. I mean, we got we got to get to it, but like if you yeah. go five for nine, if you light it up and have seventeen in the fourth quarter, like you can go three for fourteen the next game. It's gonna happen. But then like. I don't know, since then, I think you shot over 50%. It's just the law of averages. But, um, yeah. yeah, you just kind of have, have to have the balls to just keep shooting the ball. But, um, okay, so training camp ends. Going into the first preseason game, do we want to get to that now, or do we want to save it for a little bit later when, when you no, absolutely – actually, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game first, and then we'll talk yeah. about uh, you becoming a global phenomenon afterwards. But – so you're going into that game. Were you expecting, like, do you have a sense of what your playing time is going to be? Like, do you know where you kind of lie in the rotation? Or, or, uh, no sense. or did you still have, like, question marks about it? Yeah, no no sense. Um, None at all? One, so what, one, one thing I like to do, if you've been in the NBA, like, the ske- like they schedule. Like, I haven't. I have not. So please <laughs> well, expand. I'll, I'll expand a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, so obviously, like they have a schedule of minutes, right? So Bam knows that he's gonna start at twelve, and then he's gonna come out at three, and then he's gonna go back in at ten, and then finish the half, right? Whatever, like that. That's mm-hmm. usually how yeah, yeah. minute minute flows, or he'll come back come back in at eight, and then finish the half. So he'll right. play about seventeen minutes in both both halves. Second half is more of like a coach's feel based on how the game's going. So right. I went. I like to go to the coach and be like, "Hey, like, am I in? Like, that was that was the line that I used with the Lakers when I was playing up top. Hey, hey am I in?" And uh, they say yes or no. So I went to the video, uh, the head, of, one of our head of player development guys, and I was like, "Hey, Dan, am I, am I in?" He's like, "Hey, there's, there's like a little slot in the second quarter they might throw you in there for, but like, just be ready. Like, we don't know." We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, oh, so by saying am I in, you're saying before the game, are you in the rotation? Like, yeah, exactly. Out? Okay. Am I in okay, the rotation? Okay. Am I in the rotation? I thought you meant like during the game at first. But no, 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 no. Like before yeah. the game, yeah. So okay. I go to Dan. I was like, hey, hey, am I in? And he's like, no, you probably, like, we don't know. you. There's a little sliver of minutes in the second quarter that we might throw you in there for, but uh, just be ready. So I'm like, all right. So obviously the first half goes by, I don't get in. And the second half starts. Um, I'm thinking like fourth quarter minutes probably, like probably like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then he throws mm-hmm. me in there with like 2.30 left. So obviously getting in there at 2.30, um, trying to try and get up and down a couple of times. And, but I, I, I think I let right. him go pretty early. Yep. Um, miss, miss one. And then, then yeah, fourth quarter, we, we can talk. If you have some specific questions about that, fire them away, Patty. Well, my only question is, uh, as a hoop head like myself, were you, like, the the one that, first of all, I mean, basically the game winner, that one was electric, but the fourth one with, like, off the uh, triple handoff, yeah, that's just, like, the most, like, you looked like Max Struess or Duncan. <laughs> like, that's the most heat action ever. Yeah. No, I think uh, I give a lot of credit to these heat guys for expanding my catch-and-shoot game, or... My dribble, like my my movement shooting game, it, right? If you were, if you were, so to say, um, we have a great shooting coach. His name is Rob Foder, um, and the first thing that that he talked to me about when when I came into the Heat is obviously he's like, if you were a standstill shooter, I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't touch your shot. Like you're shooting ninety out of a hundred from three, like you're killing it. Um, but if you want to be a movement shooter in this league, you have to change a couple of things about your shot. And the first thing he said to me is that you got to release the ball on the way up. And secondly is being able to play low. So like coming off of actions low, coming off of screens low, coming off of just every action and then being able to t- get, get into your shot quick and release on the way up. It, so if you guys watch me shoot, like I have a naturally like, like left, yeah, like the left side, yeah, le- left, left side. And I have like a little hold up top. But I'm I've I've such a repetitive pattern of like doing this of like shooting this way that I make a lot of shots. Well, the most efficient way to shoot is being able just to get it up on your right hand side right. and just and just go right through the motion, not having any pauses on top. So what I've been doing a lot is working with Rob and working with all, like all of our coaches and just working on that fluid motion. Right, I'm never going to be a right hip guy, but the more I can get it over to the, at least the middle of my body, the better I am going to be shooting the ball. Right. And there's gonna be times where I shoot on my left hip based on defenders' hands and everything like that. So, Wait, so talking, you've you've go ahead. changed like your form a little bit. I, I've so changed some of the just fo- like the bring, yeah. 
I've like changed the gather, some of the fo- I mean. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. changed some of the fo- the focuses on my jump shot. Obviously, I'm never going to be a right hip guy, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to to do more right hip. If if you see me shoot free throws, I, I like I try and like bring the ball over to my right hand yeah, side yeah. just to, just to, just to mimic I that, that. that post. Yeah. Mim- mimic that pose, not not to change my shot in any way, but just to try and get my get the ball in that in that area. Was so, there any uh, was there any hesitancy there or no? I mean, obviously, like when they were saying like, that at first, were you kind of like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, it's like, all right, I'm shooting. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm here. Shooting, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting ninety out of hundred, Rob. Like, like what's going or, on? Yeah. Like, being able to put your pride aside and know, like, hey, like he's developed guys like Duncan and Max and Gabe Vincent and and Wayne Ellington and all these guys. Like, yeah, like I, I have. As a shooter, you have to have a certain amount of like ego and like I'm the best shooter in the world. But at the same time, it's like. I'm not where I want to be, so let's 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 work at this thing, right? Yeah. So, so uh, whatever. Obviously, trying to change those things, and I'm still getting better at those things. But being able to fly off certain actions, I'm not the fastest guy in the world. Being able to fly off these actions, get my shot off, and I honestly, I, I think like <laughs> I didn't shoot the best this game, but I think the Spurs game proved to myself like I can get my shot off at any time. Yeah. Anyone. The temps. Yep. And and like be able to get it off comfortably where I wasn't able to do that last year in LA. So I, I think just overall, like Rob obviously has, has helped a lot. And uh, we, we, we talk about that action uh, with Orlando, right? And I throw the ball back to him and I'm coming off and I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot lower, but I, I still took some time off because I did a two foot hop, right? And, and I made the shot, but I did a two foot hop and he kind of had, he almost had time to come back and, and block my shot. So, like, just even working on stuff like that, like, even though I made the shot yeah. in that moment, there's still things that I can do. Like, so even when a guy like Herb Jones is guarding me, like, I can still get that shot off. Not, obviously, yeah. no, no offense to the, the Charlotte Hornets guy that was guarding me, but um, it, it just just trying to refine my game, refine my skill, and just be the best movement shooter I can be while also expanding my game as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever you're doing, it's working. Whatever Rob is cooking up, it's it's been producing results. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I can't really so. argue with that. But after that, you get the you get the post game interview. I mean, yeah. What a debut! First time ever your monks post game interview, like yeah. literally your first time in a Heat uniform. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. Were you were you nervous? You you did very well. You sounded like a podcaster. But how how did you, how would you were like? How did you respond to the to the uh, attention that was being garnered like right after your first game? Man, it's it's a it's a tough balance because at that time I don't have a two way contract, I don't have a standard contract. Uh, I'm a training camp deal, right? And uh, I think the first reaction for myself is like, why am I getting this much attention? Like, obviously it's cool, but like I I played the last 14 minutes of the game. I'm a, like we won the game, but like. I don't know. That's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's like, why am I getting this attention? Se- second off, like, obviously, it was amazing to be in that atmosphere, be in that space. Trending. Like, I felt, yep. Yeah. I I wouldn't even say, say so much trending. It's just, like, to have that, like, amount of, like, love from everyone is, is amazing. But I, at the same time, I try to stay locked in. Like, I was telling you guys before, like, I went to the gym one night probably when I, like, I was a little tired. I, I probably, like, could have stayed and rested a little bit. Still gone in the, the next morning, got the same amount of working. But I, I, I literally went just to like prove to myself like, yo, like I'm locked in. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't, 
I don't care about all the love I'm getting. Like, that doesn't change my routine. That doesn't change the way I get it. Obviously, um, didn't shoot the best against the Spurs the next game, but it's, it's, it's a part of the process of, of going, of, like, learning yourself, learning, learning your body, and, and just trying to improve every single day. Um, one thing I actually skipped over. So the night before that, people may not know, but the night before that you had that, like, red-white scrimmage with the yeah. heat. You lit it up. Would you have 24? Something yeah, like that. Some, and something like that, yeah. So is that something that every team does? I, I don't know if I've ever really, like, been familiar with that. Yeah, so, some teams do it. Uh, the Lakers, we didn't do it, but some teams do do that. Like, the reason why we do that is because it, uh, it's a fundraiser for, like, uh, cancer. So, like... Okay. It's, it's it seemed like a cool event. event. Yeah, it was. It was a cool event. And, and one thing that, like, Kyle Lowry told me before the game, is like, yo, like, some people aren't going to take this serious, but, like... Take it serious. I was gonna like, ask that. Yeah, you you have like you're not like obviously I was gonna take it serious no matter what because I'm not on contract, right? But yeah. Like, he's like, don't be that guy who doesn't take this serious. And yeah. You look you look bad, right? So I went in like, hey, like I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the ball. I'm gonna play hard right. on defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna rebound. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. show like I'm like being a standout in this game isn't gonna hurt me. So let, let me yeah exactly. So that, that's that's the mindset I went to that game. Yeah, I mean, it is a cool event, but like, any any opportunity you have in your situation to separate yourself or like make a mark, you you kind of just got to take advantage of it. You have to, you have to. I mean, like, I think that's like the mindset maturity you go through after like a year in the NBA. It's like, yo, like, yeah, especially especially after I get waived, it's like, yo, like, this might not come again if I don't take advantage of it, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. You might get another opportunity, but like, there's nothing guaranteed to get another opportunity in an NBA uniform with with the Heat jersey on, with the NBA uniform on, with people watching you play. Like, I take that very seriously, and I don't take that for granted because I know like how many people have like worked to get to that spot or like want to be in that spot. So, I think I was just like mentally and physically prepared and, and didn't take that moment for granted. Like any any preseason game or any time I, I was in the in the gym with the guys yeah no I mean that's obviously like I'm not surprised by that you having that mindset but um I think I think the time has come Adam are you ready with with some tweets I feel like we'll we'll hand it over and have you control this segment but so a little backstory here for our listeners uh one of the weeks that we kind of took off Swider could could focus on the main thing we were debating they were saying you were a social media phenomenon trending on Twitter. Um, you know, Brandon Miller's first NBA action. You were literally the headliner. So pretty surreal event. Yeah. But as many people who listen to the podcast, I'm sure, well, I search her name on Twitter all the time. I know Adam does the same thing. And people were firing on all cylinders. There's hilarious tweets from everyone. So um, Adam, take it away. Let's give uh, how many do you have? Maybe we can make this a recurring thing. So if you want to get right on the show, then tweet something funny about Swatter. Let's do it. Yeah, so like Patty said, we're always searching Cole's name on Twitter. I do want to say I feel like that's kind of our job, though, to stay on top of it. So it's not the worst. It's not like it's not as embarrassing as if I was just constantly doing it. But we do stay on top of it. And now we're going to make it a segment. So I feel like it's uh, it's definitely. I'm not embarrassed by it at all. I accused. (laughs) I used to do that with my name almost every day. (laughs) <laughs> wow all right so um 
one that stuck out to me, like people make the connection between Duncan and all these other, you know, lower contract guys that are work that works their way up through the heat system compared to other organizations. So my, one of my favorites was um, Cole Swider and Jamal Kane in an elimination game against the Celtics. And it's uh, the Kobe and Shaq meme um, <laughs> with, the, with, with the camera slowly panning up their, their uh, you know, them in their warm-up suits and stuff. So I thought that was really funny. And that was early in preseason, too. It was after yeah, those first there couple was, games. There was a ton of, of those ones. Like, when you went off against the Hornets, there were so yeah. many tweets that were like, like, this MF is going to have 28 against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals because the Heat have had so many guys that do it. So, it's just so on brand. Just so on brand. Yeah, exactly. They're like, God damn it, they lost Struis, and now they just replaced him with this guy. <laughs> Oh, that's that's hilarious. Right, I just feel like two. those, yeah. So those, um, sorry, those connections like that people make are funny, and then like twenty five people copied the same tweet in the same night. I just yeah, exactly. Because they saw it go, you know, get two hundred fifty likes, and they and they want two hundred fifty one. So it was um, kind of doing funny. numbers, yeah. And the other one we have, there's a couple that of people trying to like coin the nickname. Um, which is funny to me, like the Swider Man. We've seen that a million times. Some people said Cole World, and like Swider brought mm-hmm. that up, I think, like a year ago, like in our first episode as a nickname for right. that. So there's Literally, a couple memes of that. Episode, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we asked him, right? Like, what's a good nickname? And he was like, "That's the uh-huh. one." Yeah. So that's why I was, uh, I was truthfully a little starstruck to hop on the airwaves today. We haven't talked in like three weeks, but I feel like you're. I don't know, eighty percent more famous. That sound like Bill Simmons just giving random percentages, yeah, but eighty yeah, percent yeah. more famous than the last time we spoke. So, uh, good on you. But so you play the Spurs. Like I said, not as good of like a shooting effort from the field. But at that point, it's like I'm sure the coaching staff and everyone's just looking at the attempts, and they're like, "All right, this guy could still get fourteen shots off in an NBA game." But from there, like, does, does the first game then fuel a bunch of confidence? for the rest of the preseason or did you kind of like just have the same mindset throughout? Yeah. I had the same mindset throughout. Obviously like when you have that first game, it's like kind of like a sigh of relief. It's like, all right, I, I, I had one good game, but at the same time, like I, I want to kind of replicate those performances. Um, right. But, it's, but at the same time you have to know as, as a shooter, like you're not going to shoot unbelievable every single game. Like all you can mm-hmm. do is prepare, take the right shots and you're going to have games where you shoot three for 14. You're going to have games where you shoot five for nine. You have games where you shoot five for ten, five for you know what I mean, like five for six. Like there's there's gonna be a bunch of range of games. Like I, I've told us I've told us a bunch. I say this almost every single interview I have. But I started my Syracuse season three for twenty five from three, yeah. And then I ended I ended forty one percent from three. Like it's gonna happen. So uh, I think like being stressed out over like a three for fourteen game, like you're not a real shooter if you're stressed out over a three for fourteen game. Speaking of uh, to happen, but yeah, no, but it happens. Yeah, you can't be. You, but like going three for fourteen that night is better than going two for eight. 100%. If you pass up, if you pass up the open shots. But uh, to relate or to connect it to the last two segments, I think when you started three for twenty five, there was uh, some mean spirited tweets from one Adam Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been a tweet guy, Adam, or no? Like, like a box put of out cues? tweets. Yeah, I've never put out. And uh, a negative yeah. tweet in my life. I don't think it's, it's yeah, your that, digital that's, footprint. That's I, I'm I'm applying for jobs. Yeah, like I why are you doing that? That's They're great. kids, man. That's great. But um, yeah. 
So the rest, the rest of the preseason happens. Do you have a feeling on what type of deal you're going to get towards the last couple games, or is it still in the air, like up in the air? Yeah, obviously, I thought I had three pretty good games after after uh, ha- having that like so-so game, and um, I think going into that last game, I had a pretty like pretty good sense that I could potentially get the two-way. You know what I mean? I, right. I think talking to my agent, talking to Bill, just talking to everyone within within the organization, the way they were treating me in those games, um, I was getting first half minutes in in, in three games in a row. And I felt I felt pretty good about it. I, I think I'd put in the work. I'd done everything I could to that point to to make it. And uh, yeah, going into that last game, I felt I felt good. So um, felt, felt 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 good about the two way contract. You know, you know, you can right. never, you never know about the standard contract. But one thing I did know is that we needed a point guard. So I knew Drew Smith had played well in training camp. I knew he had played well in a couple of those preseason games. So I had a feeling that they would choose a point guard in that situation over a guy like me. And Jamal had earned. That, that contract as well. So yeah. uh, I was pretty confident I was going to be with the Heat. I didn't know in what capacity, but I was going to be a stack no matter what. So was there other team? I mean, you don't have to say it, but a guy in your position, like there is kind of other teams on your radar still up until the end of preseason? Uh, Yes and no. I I asked Nico about it, and he said like a lot of these teams are, are, are going over their own, their own talent. Um, right. And for me, for me, it wasn't even the. I think I talked to to you about this like privately, Patty. It was like to mm-hmm. me, it wasn't even about like wanting to go to another team. I wanted to I, like I wanted to be yeah. in the Heat, and that's the first. That's the first thing I told Spo. Like I, I, I'm so happy you offered me this contract because I wanted like I wanted. Yeah, to be I will like, say very badly. That is, but the the only reason I would have wanted another team to come in is just so I could hold like, for lack of a better term, like hold the gun to the Heat's head. Like hey, like right. Like, I, I really want to stay. <laughs> like a negotiation tactic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Of course. No, but I will say that is in no way lip service. Like, it, I could read our private text right now for the last six weeks, and, like, you've been fired up to be in Miami. You absolutely love the heat. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a great fit, and I think they've had yeah, a lot of guys really that to be successful. And one of the first things that Spo said, we had a heat, so uh, we had a heat culture meeting and talking about the culture of the heat. And one of the first things that Spo said was that, like, like we're not. How how do you phrase it? He's like, we're dream makers. Like, we, we take that undrafted guy that has that spirit and heart and, and turn him into a star. Like, we're not we're not we're not a team that. I forget, I forget the other phrase that he used, but that the phrase that he used was we're we're dream makers. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. like I, I want to be here. Yeah, we are. We are. We we signed with the Heat, and now we're dream makers too. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for all the, the stories on these airwaves about Spo because he is the best coach in the world, and he does it in, like, such an intense, tense, like, fiery way. Like, his, his method of coaching is, is definitely going to be very, like, entertaining to follow. Go yeah, ahead, quick, 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 quick story. Sorry, Adam. Quick story before we, we end here. Obviously, Adam, right. I have something to say. But, um, I have one more question, too. But Yeah, of course. My mom... Went out to, went out to Seattle with Mr. Heron, like a couple, probably like six or seven years ago, and uh, Eric Spolcher was in the event, and my mom actually got coffee with Spo. Six or seven years ago, you said? Yeah, like seven, seven. Oh, really? I think, yeah. Wow. So, my mom, my mom at the time was like, "Hey, like I'm never gonna like, 
I like this guy a lot. Like, you would be a great fit with Miami. Like, she, the whole entire pre-draft process, everything, she was like, I, I would love for you to go to Miami. Like, he seems like a great coach. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, I don't get a pre-draft workout with the Heat. They don't bring me in at all, which is kind of confusing because I feel like I fit, I fit the Heat. So, the first time I, I meet Spo in person, maybe the second time, I was like, hey, like, my mom wanted me to bring this up to you. Like, uh, she was in Seattle working for Chris Harris. She's like, he's like, I remember that. I remember getting coffee really? with your mom. He's like, I remember getting coffee with your mom. Is she about 6'3"? And I was like, yeah, my mom's 6'3". She's like, yeah, I remember that like very, very well. Like, I'm like, how unbelievable is that that he has that type yeah, that's of like, crazy. memory to like, yeah. like he's probably had coffee with so many different people in yeah. so many different situations. Like he's unbelievable with stuff like that. So yeah. that, that's my quick, that's my quick. That's crazy. Story. That's like some politician shit. Like remembering yeah. faces and, and stories yeah. and everything. That's so cool. Yeah. But go ahead. That was sweet for your mom. Like seven oh, years yeah, ago, she's, she's having coffee with an NBA coach and now her son is playing <laughs> for the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, that's pretty cool. And I feel like there's going to be a bunch of these stories coming out as we go with these, like Duncan's from New England. So there's another one. Uh, yeah. I kind of want to hear about the timeline a little bit. Like I know you had the game on Friday night and then you, I mean, you can talk about here how you heard you were getting the contract signed. I think yeah. like also... It would be interesting if you talked about who you're kind of allowed to tell or, or what like your inner circle finds out. Like when do they find out? Yeah. When can you officially announce it? When does the press release come out? And when do you actually sign the contract? When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay. Um, where do I start? So I, I found out after the game, Spo brought me into he had a little office in Houston, and he's like, hey, we're going to offer you, offer you a, a two-way. And I'm, I'm like, sigh relief. Thank you. Yes. Like, Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Like I'm, I'm super blessed, and I want to, I want to be here. So great. Um, I think the next step after that is, is uh, telling my parents, telling my my close friends and, and family, and then uh, the cool thing about me signing at E10 is that they just converted the contract right away. So that so all all we needed was a GM signature to convert me to the two way. So that that was easy. Didn't have to sign anything. They just converted me to the two way. And then um, Shams, I think, tweeted at around noon. Uh, me, Smith, Drew Smith, and I were in the same tweet, so that was that was pretty easy. And then Shams yeah, bomb, the, yeah, the, the floodgates open from there. So, uh, real quick, can you explain again? I know we did this last year, but can you kind of explain the two-way contract for people that might not fully understand it? Yeah, I think I, that's. Part of my job is just explaining the two-way contract. Yeah, I know. Same I, here. People I, I, ask me, and I, I, I like yeah. stumble through it every time. Yeah, I'm like, he's just on the uh, heat. That's that's yeah, the answer. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, the NBA has a 15-man roster and three two-ways. The three two-ways are kind of like the JV to varsity swing players. Um, you're allowed a certain amount of games with the NBA team. Um, you're up, allowed to up to 50 games in the NBA team. Um, act activated 50, 50 games, and. Uh, 
and yeah, it's, it's an opportunity for young guys to get an opportunity in the NBA while also having the NBA kind of has like an ecosystem um, for, for lack of a better term um, with the G League squad as well. So there was two last year. I was blessed enough to have one of the 62 ways. Now there's three two ways and I was blessed enough to get one this year. So um, super excited for this opportunity and ready to get going. And we also should mention that the Heat's G League team is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It is. It is, yeah. So I'll be going back and forth between Sioux Falls and, and Miami, which is which is funny because uh, it's two, two polar two, opposite places. Two yeah. polar opposite <laughs> places. So, uh, yeah, super excited to, to be going back and forth. I, I think it'll be a great opportunity in Sioux Falls. And they have one of the best crowds in the G League. So right. um, excited to be out there. But you and, do uh, you start the year with the Heat, right? Yeah, I'm going to start the, start the year with the Heat. Uh, we'll be here for at least the first two weeks. And then depending on how I play, if I play, uh, we'll be seeing where, where I'm going to be headed. So, Hell yeah. I, so, yeah, man. You'll you'll start with the with the big squad. Uh, game one is this Wednesday. We have yep. live NBA action. It starts on Tuesday with um, – yep. I forget what the matchups are, but the NBA kicks off on Tuesday, and you guys play Wednesday. It's the uh, Swatter Show Bowl. You do against Buddy with, with the Pistons. But, um, yeah, anything else, any, any final sign-offs before um, we kind of wrap it up here? Nah, man, super excited to get the season going. Obviously, super blessed and thankful to the Heat for giving me this opportunity. Um, we're back with the Sweater Show. H- happy to be back. We got Adam in the building. We got Patty going. Um, so excited to get going. Excited to be back with the Sweater Show. We'll be giving you guys some more guests. Hopefully, get some Heat players on this podcast. And, Hell yeah! And uh, be giving you guys some great content. So, like like always, you you, you Heat fans will, will know that I always end with this. We're gonna kick it over to Patty, and 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 you guys will hear where you guys can follow the show and, and obviously keep going, uh, keep on following us with all the platforms. So thank you guys for listening and uh, see you back here next week. Season two, go hit. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. At Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, swidershow at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week. Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast, and our executive producer is Adam Lewis. Swider Show is created by Cole Swider, Patty Casey, and producer Adam Lewis. All rights reserved. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week.